0: Hey guys, Hunter here. Wanted to ask you a quick favor. Uh, We're really trying to grow the podcast and it would really help us if you would leave us a review So go on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to the podcast and leave us a review. It's going to help more people find out about us. So we appreciate it. Now let's get to the show. back with the Coyote Fitness Podcast. I'm your host Hunter here once again from coming from the small Coyote Fitness Flowwood studio. It's small because Tyler said it was small even though we told him uh, you broke the fourth wall. They should know that it is a very large and immaculate studio twice as big as Joe Rogan's podcast studio.
1: I'm here to sugarcoat nothing.
0: Uh (laughs) So uh, I am here with Caleb and Tyler, and we are going to talk about something fun today. We're going to build off the last episode, and we're going to talk about uh, some specific examples of some of our members doing cool stuff outside of the gym, using the the fitness that they have been working on and gained inside uh, the four walls of Coyote, and talk about some stuff that we've uh, seen some members doing outside the gym, which is really cool. And we're also going to talk a little bit about uh, some of the ways that each of us has, has used our our fitness um, and fun sports activities, um, fitness activities, um, any kind of activity we can think of, um, and just kind of give some examples of how uh, the work that we put in inside the gym has enabled us to uh, do some cool stuff outside the gym. So, sounds fun.
1: Yeah, for sure. We are we are all outside the box today. Um, you know, we've been having some cool conversations. Uh, Summer's kind of wrapped up, and I know for a lot of people, uh, specifically conversations I've been having with people in Flowood, um, the fall is a good time to get some traveling in for maybe some hunting um, and things like that. So it's really cool. I was having a, just to kick it off here, uh, a really cool conversation with a a member um, who he went to New Mexico uh, to go shoot and hunt and stalk down um, an antelope and so think about like the planning the preparation the things that went into to doing all of that um but then also um being able to you know he was saying that the the car ride was pretty much just about a whole entire days worth of travel and so that even takes a little bit of uh um, from
0: Mississippi to New Mexico is that yeah. What you're about? Oh yeah that's terrible. Yeah that's, a that's a,
1: that's, long that's drive. a that's a haul. Uh so it's kind of cool to listen to his story talk about um you know being having to sit in a car for that long and being in a position and knowing that like he needed to get out and stretch and move his body and some of those things that you may not think about before getting out and walking essentially through the desert to go f- find an animal to stalk. Uh, I think that's kind of kind of cool. Uh, whenever you know you can can plan and execute something like that and then uh, you know s- realize that uh, you know he's having to carry in gear on his back and you know stalk down this thing that like if you're not in somewhat decent shape, it's going to be a lot harder to do uh, otherwise. So that's a cool example. I was talking with someone um, the other day about, Caleb, I think you were talking about one. Yeah, we've got multiple
2: clients that have uh, been elk hunting in the last couple of weeks uh, that have talked about just the benefit of being there. And really, you don't even recognize it because for you... You're doing assault bike, you're doing thrusters, you're doing walking lunges and front squats and all these things that are really challenging. And then you don't necessarily, I think sometimes it's easy to look at other people in the gym who are also in great shape. And it's easy to think the negative, oh, I'm not as fit as this person. And then you get outside of the gym and you see people who are not exercising regularly, who are not in the best shape of their life at 30, 40, 50 years old, 60 years old, and it really hits them for the first time that the level of fitness that they're experiencing at whatever age it is is abnormal for the regular population. And so for a lot of people, the stories of getting to go hunt or getting to go and do whatever physical activity it is with the family and seeing other people not be able to accomplish the task as easily. Now, some people can do it, but the fact that our members are telling us I was able to do this and I was able to enjoy myself even more because I was so capable that I wasn't thinking about the climb. I wasn't thinking about my legs. I wasn't thinking about how out of breath I was. I was looking around me. I was enjoying the task itself and it was it felt easier than I ever remember it before. That's what stands out to me the most about members getting to do things outside of the gym is not only are they doing it, they're excelling in it and they're savoring that trip or that moment i had a, a former
0: roommate who called me last year and he said that he had an elk hunt that he did every fall and he called me last spring and um he wanted to uh join the gym so he could get in shape for the elk hunt and he joined the gym and worked out consistently for about six months uh 5 30 a.m he was really consistent um probably four to five days a week and uh then he went on his elk hunt and then i saw him um he quit coming after that unfortunately but uh I think he's going to come back eventually. Mission accomplished. But, but I saw him, at, I ran into him at Kroger and I was asking him how it went and he was like, oh man, it was awesome. I, I was right there with the guide the whole time. I, I didn't ever get out of breath and I was able to hang and do, and I got way more out of it and it was way more enjoyable than it had been in the past because of my training. And so it definitely, all that work was definitely worth it. And I said, well, you know, you can't just stop now. You got to get back into it. So we're, we're working on that and I'll keep reaching out to him. But um, it's, it's funny how uh, that specific instance is brought up a lot uh, because apparently I've never been elk hunting, but apparently it can be a very grueling uh, type of hunt where you have to walk a lot and go up up a lot of hills and that type of thing, and you're carrying a lot of gear and your gun and everything. And so, um, the better in shape you are, the the more enjoyable it is. And I mean, we all know if you're in that situation and you're just sucking wind trying to keep up, you're you're not able to enjoy it. You're not able to you know, be looking and enjoying your surroundings and looking for the elk and all that type of stuff. You're just focused on, gosh, I'm, I got to take a break and that type of thing. So it can make every, the whole experience much more enjoyable if you are able to, to go through it in a way that um, you're able to enjoy it as opposed to hanging on for dear life.
1: Yeah. And another, another thing too, for um, on the, you know, kind of piggybacking off that, like hanging on for dear life it is you I know, mean, I was talking with a member who, uh, you know, she went with her entire family to Gatlinburg. Uh, and, you know, that's that's the mountains. Okay, we were calling that the mountains. Um, and so, hiking through the mountains, um, you know, she was saying, like, you know, a couple of years ago, I, you know, I wouldn't be able to to keep up with my kids. I'd, I'd tell them to run on and, and, and take off. But, you know, now, like, I was leading the charge with them. And so, it's kind of cool to hear, like, that mentality shift of, like, um, maybe hesitate and being hesitant about going to explore somewhere new because you know you may be a little timid uh, because thinking like oh can I actually like do this and then having the confidence of knowing that you know your fitness level is good enough that you can enjoy the experience that you're having that's just huge I just think that's awesome like something we need to celebrate
2: it's not even what you're able to do if you've already have it planned but you don't realize that the fear of not being able to do something maybe makes you less likely to plan something fun or to even provide an opportunity for your kids to do something we don't realize until someone can't do something that oftentimes they are hesitant to make a plan to do something and so for our members to be able to think through oh that would be fun and not have the first thought of i wonder if i'd be able to do that that's another benefit um, I was got I got to be a guest on another podcast and the host had in, had gone through our beach body challenge earlier in the year and had experienced a lot of great results but was talking about why they train and what they do outside of the gym. They have a daughter who's in a wheelchair and so being able to move her around easier has changed their life and it's made them not only more capable but more, ready and willing to do things and not have it feel like a burden which that task itself can just subtly weigh on you of oh that's going to be challenging but now instead looking forward to things and not having the thought of i wonder if we'll be able to do this or oh that was really tough but being able to see those things and think all right that was nothing like that was just a regular movement and so being able to do a task like that that is Not even recreational, but that's like physical outside something that is something you've got to do and it's going to determine the quality of life when you get to 40 and 50 and 60 years old if you still have that task. And so um, that was just a really neat example of something that wasn't just, oh, for fun, but like this literally changed my physical capability and how I do things every single day from the time I wake up till the time I go to bed. That's something
0: that I've taken for granted and I'm starting to realize that it goes through – many people's heads when they're planning a trip, like you said, and thinking about things, activities to do, and they don't want to do it because they're not sure if they're going to be able to, or they don't think they have the fitness level to do. And I think back to some of the trips where I've been on, um, going hiking or being able to walk across a city and see a lot of things in a day. And I wouldn't have been able to do those if I hadn't been, you know, in the shape that I was, uh, to be able to keep walking or walk up the hill or walk down the hill or being able to, um, do all those things without getting super out of breath or having to stop and take a break or, you know, just miserable because I'm so tired I'm not able to even enjoy the experience. And I think a lot of people have those thoughts when they're thinking about a trip and they don't want to go to certain places or do certain things because, uh, they're worried that they're not going to be able to, to physically be able to do it or be able to enjoy it. Or they do something, they do plan something and they don't, they can't enjoy it because they're not able to, um, do it without getting super tired. And that's something that I have taken for granted for a long time. And something that I'm realizing that is something that is a big thing for a lot of people and something that we really try to encourage people to, to think about, um, as a reason for why they come to the gym is if they have a trip coming up, it's going to be able to help them enjoy it, uh, much more than they would have if they hadn't been working out.
1: Um, you know, when we look at our shirt that says Coyote Fitness" on it, we can, you know, it can be easy to forget, but we need to remember that we're we're looking for functional fitness here. Um, and we kind of alluded to this and kind of hit on this topic a little bit in the last episode. And you know, I'm excited to build off of, you know, why do we work out? You know, it was kind of what we we're talking about last week, and you know, this week we're talking about how do we use what we're doing. Um, and so, fitness for the sake of fitness can lead to wheels spinning, but, you know, fitness for the sake of functionality and the ability to get outside the box can keep things interesting. And so, you know, it's cool whenever, like I hear members talking about, um, hey, I went and did my first competition. You know, we had a group um, from the 5 a.m. go down to beach brawl, and one of the members was like, you know, like, this was the first time I've really, like, put some intentional training into doing a competition. And I think that growth is so awesome. Um, and so I was like, that's awesome. Like, celebrate that. Like, this is something that you put a lot of effort and, and energy into. And their intention wasn't, you know, like, I'm fixing to go just completely, like, destroy my body at a competition. It was like, I'm really going to train so I can express my fitness. And so it's really cool to have members who, on one hand, you know use their fitness capability to express it in something like a competition and then in the same room we may have another member who uses their fitness um to be able to travel the world um and to be able to go on trips um to like the czech republic or to guatemala or to these different countries and say like hey i can hang uh with these you know people that may be a lot younger than me or people who um are from different countries and i can still Sit, uh, you know, sit down and have conversations with people um, from all around the world because that's something that they're passionate about, um, and not worry about being able to, um, you know, travel and move and be fit enough to, you know, spend time going around doing things that you love. So it's so cool to like hear people talk
2: about that expression. I like the functional side of it because what it means is that people can come into our gym every day and prepare for something that maybe they don't know that's coming up like they're going to be able to do tasks that are they've never done before but because of what we're training we talked about it last week with all right we don't just do hard things we do the smart things that are challenging the the smart things that are hard The reason it's smart is because whenever you are faced with a task of climbing in an awkward angle or accomplishing something that you don't know is in your future, you're going to be prepared to do it. And sometimes we forget that this type of exercise, we don't do toes-to-bar so that you can leave the gym and go do toes-to-bar. No one ever is going to need the, the most... Like maybe they get stuck on scaffolding and have to like bring their feet up, but the chances of that happening are zero. And it's accountability for us as coaches to help remember that we don't do these movements to be able to do them in the other 23 hours when you leave the gym. A barbell snatch is not gonna be how you lift something up, but the reason why you're doing a barbell snatch is because it allows you to practice the coordination for lifting the awkward thing that you've never lifted before in your life. And all of a sudden, you remember that like our body doesn't keep the coordination we had when we played Little League Baseball. Like All of a sudden, it's like my hand-eye coordination starts to go away. But when you're capable and when you're working on things that are functional and have a purpose to it and are also challenging, then you're going to be prepared for the hunt or the family trip or whatever it could be that you haven't specifically done before, and you're going to be capable of doing all of it. Yeah, I think that you know you, you hit on the the competition
0: aspect, Tyler, and that's a you know the most common way that people will express their fitness outside of the gym because uh, it, competition is something that is deeply ingrained in all of us, and we all love to compete, and we all compete in certain areas of life, whether we admit it or realize it or not. Is you you have s- certain areas that you are very competitive in with other people, um, and fitness is a great way to express that, and it's a great way to show. Uh, the progress that you made to yourself uh, and say, wow, I've, I've made a ton of progress in the last year since I competed in the Coyote Winter Classic last time or since I competed in Coyote Classic this time. Or, you know, the Pensacola Beach Brawl is something that we always have people competing at. And, you know, there were some people uh, that did the team. There was a group from Oxford. Uh, who competed in individual and uh, they all did great. And then my sister competed in the lead and she got second right behind a games girl. She was tied with a girl uh, that got 25th at the games last year, going to the last event. And they were right next to each other and it was a blast to watch. And that's one of the beautiful things about this is that you can have somebody who is literally one of the fittest people in the world training right next to somebody who is working out so they can be able to play with their grandkids. And, the 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 workout is the same the the you know the the intensity and the type of movements might vary the weights might vary the some of the some of the different things might vary but uh the the goal is the same as to increased fitness and so it's such a a cool way to be able to have multiple people with multiple different goals competing right next to each other um and expressed what they do in the gym in so many different uh ways outside the gym
1: yeah, I um, was talking with a member who, um, you know, we did nutrition coaching a little bit together, and um, h- he was in preparation of uh, going to do the Baja 500, um, and I was like, oh, what is that? Like, I've, n- I've never heard of that thing before, um, and it is a 500-mile bike, motorbike ride across the actual desert. Um, the actual the, desert. N- not not like like a hot day, like the desert. Uh, and so I just think it's so awesome. Like, like you said, Hunter, like you, you could be preparing for the biggest thing, the biggest thing in fitness, the biggest thing in the entire sport of fitness. Um, you could be, you know, working out to be able to, you know, pick up your grandkids or, you know, shoot hoops in the parking lot. Uh, or you could be getting prepared to go ride your motorbike for 500 miles through the desert. And it's like all of those things. That's why we constantly vary what we're doing because if all we did was the same thing day in and day out you're not gonna be able to train for all three of those things in the same sentence and so it's just like it's so cool I love the diversity that we have of of members and their goals and it just kind of reminds me and it kind of keeps me motivated even um to think about you know what are some ways that I can kind of diversify my fitness in some ways that you know I can prepare myself for anything and and I always kind of joke with people like I'd like to be, uh, you know, a goal for myself, for an overall long-term goal is, you know, I want to be considered to myself fit enough that I could be dropped off a plane anywhere, and, you know, as long as I had a parachute, I could probably survive for a bit. Um, At least For a bit. (laughs) Maybe (laughs) 10 minutes. At least, at least fit enough to make it through a 12-minute AMRAP in the desert. Uh, But no, uh, just being able to accomplish a lot of different things with the work capacity that we're creating, And so, um, you know, whether you're someone who loves to hunt and, you know, I grew up duck hunting and uh, that's something that is special to me is we duck hunt in public land in Mississippi. And if you know absolutely nothing about that, it includes putting a lot of weight on your back and walking through the water, um, which is nothing to to dismiss. Uh, And so it's something cool that I've seen impact my family. Uh, is that, you know, my dad and I, that's something that we do together and seeing his fitness increase a little bit just by him being more active. uh, It's it's cool to see someone at his, you know, he's like, I'm never going to be able to go duck hunt with you because I won't be able to keep up. But he's been working out a little bit, riding the assault bike some and doing some workouts. And he's like, hey, I actually am prepared for, duck season this year like i'm excited to go because he knows he's going to be able to to be able to handle some of the physical stress that comes with doing that so it's so cool to be able to like see that there's
2: there's an amazing (sighs) translation too from the physical capacity increasing and what that does to your mental capacity and so we talk about being physically capable outside the gym and you know the example is well how many times am i doing a burpee you know maybe once in your life you'll fall down and not you know and need to be able to get up to save your life but the reality is like way more that like, one <laughs> that one time is life or death it's life or death but that it also is is how many times in the course of doing your workout are you helping just to mentally challenge yourself to keep going and do the harder thing and it's not the we talked about it last week it's not the hard Just insane task. It could be the hard thing of doing something in the house because you know it needs to be done and you don't really want to, but you know that for the sake of discipline and cleanliness and um, for, you know, not just pushing things off, that you know that if you have the physical capability of doing it now, you need to do it. Those are the types of things that really translate that I think we take the most for granted is, you know, not the big trip, but the day in and day out monotony of doing things that you know need to be done and what that changes in your mind when you are the type of person that starts to do those without complaining and without trying to find an excuse to put it off until later. And when you do that, it opens up your capacity for doing things more. It helps change your mindset. You're probably a lot more of, you're probably a lot friendlier of a person, you know, during those times when you are able to do things and do tasks easier. And when you develop that mindset of doing the thing that needs to be done right when it needs to be done, it all of a sudden helps open up your day to where you're the type of person that now has time to go and pursue a new task or to do the next thing instead of just feeling like you're playing catch up all the time. Um, I wanted to touch on something before we move on to the
0: next segment. Uh, one of my favorite uh, stories that I've always told of member joining Cody, and we had an older lady join one time and... In the on-ramp class, uh, back when we did on-ramp classes, everybody would kind of go around and say why they joined, and uh, her reason was she wanted to be able to pick up her dog. She had a bigger dog, and she couldn't pick him up, and she wanted to be able to pick him up, and so that was her goal, and she came consistently for a while, and eventually she came in one day and was like so excited because she was finally able to pick her dog up, and she was so, so happy about that. Well, uh, not too much longer later, uh, she was taking her dog for a walk, and it saw a squirrel and took off running and pulled her over, and she fell on her badly bruised her hip and um she went to her doctor and to get it checked out and it wasn't broken thankfully but her doctor told her that the muscle um that she had around it saved uh her hip from breaking, kept her hip from breaking because she had built up that muscle that she had been building up by coming to the gym. And so uh, her goal was to be able to pick her dog up, but ultimately um, it kept her from having a debilitating fall and broken hip. And so that's just a a really awesome story. And just, it's really cool to see how having an external goal uh, can play out for somebody when they come into the gym and something they're working towards and how it can also Deeply impact their overall health and and um, wellness and well being um, because they're they're um, able to do that and there's just so many stories of people that um, have come in and want to be able to play with their their grandkids um, for an extended period of time and they're able to pick their grandkids up or they're able to play with them for longer than they could before they're able to play with them in general you know that type of stuff is it's literally life changing for people to be able to do those type of things and there's so many people that there's things in their life that they wish they could do. um, And they're only a consistent amount of time in the gym away from doing it. And that's something that we want to try to, try to put the message out to people. What before we move on, I want to wrap up and ask you guys, maybe if you have one more story you wanted to tell, or wanted to give a specific instance in your life, how um, the fitness that you've gained
2: in the gym is translated into outside the gym. I think for me, the, the one thing that I've noticed is and I talked about it just a, just a second ago, but for me, I really do feel the difference when it's time for me to work or when things get really hard at work, I lean into it and I don't respond negatively to it. I, I sometimes like you said, after you know this has been my chosen exercise of choice for the last seven years and you know doing this five, six days a week, probably too much sometimes but through the years, when you have that many times to rely back on, when things get challenging, you can immediately think of something else that was physically challenged that you, challenging that you chose to do voluntarily so that when you have to do something that you don't volunteer to do, something gets put on you, you now have the the signals in your mind to connect to a positive outcome. And so for me, I, I think this week, right, we, you have... We, we have a schedule change, we add a class, it's bring a friend week, it is taxing for us as coaches, we love it because of what it means for our community, but it also is a really, really taxing thing. We joked about, you know, I try to get my voice to last until Thursday, like that's what I'm hoping for. Friday, it's going to be a lot of voice cracks and different things, but what I've really learned is that this is the time where I I love what I do the most, because it can be six or seven classes we've got a coach that's out sick right now we added a class bring a friend week so tyler and i are up here you know for 10 12 hours during the day and it's kind of full throttle all day but i was thinking about it this morning coming up here it's going to be 12 hours it's probably going to be non-stop but there's like i love it i really do and last night mopping the floor i'm like it's eight o'clock and we are mopping the floor i was here at eight o'clock this morning, and. I immediately thought about this is why I do thrusters and do the assault bike and run and push to finish the last couple reps in the last 15 seconds of the workout because when I have something that is um, out of nowhere and it's a challenging task, I'm able to connect that to something positive and I enjoy my day more instead of just feeling like a victim.
1: Yeah. And you know, to think about maybe a specific instance I could probably name too many um, but to think about a daily instance is that something I like to lean into is that what we're doing from a cultural standpoint from where society is is kind of abnormal uh, you know I think some people joke like oh you do thrusters and burpees you're crazy like no, actually, like we're. I think something that I'm trying to do and something I, yeah, don't look at me like that. No, <laughs> I was just gonna say, no, 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 I wasn't going there. I was, I was feeding off you. We were, yeah, we had some high energy going uh, there. Yeah, that was. But I, um, like I think something that I try to remind myself is that, uh, what society sees as normal and what we here see as normal are a bit contradictory. But I think that what we see as normal is a lot better for us as humans. And so what I try to lean into is that I'm in a position to help influence others change what they think of as normal. Instead of relying on instant gratification and laziness or selfishness, maybe think about putting something that's challenging first and seeing the results that come out of it. And I'm using that to help myself uh, from a career standpoint every single day is put in the little work, put in, do the things that maybe aren't necessarily the big picture, fun, sexy things, but know that they're going to pay off because every single day, brick by brick, you're building something that's going to pay off tremendously for years.
2: I love how Hunter's like, tell us something you're doing outside the gym. Yeah. And me and Tyler go to like this really deep kind of like place. But that's just how we, I think it's how we roll. So uh, yeah, I agree you with you, bro. You guys are so deep. Well, um, <laughs> I, I had a couple of
0: specific <laughs> examples. I was going to give athletic examples since sports were such a big part of my life. Since you're um, the athlete in the room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so um, a, couple, a couple of things. Um, when I used to compete, I, I did a competition and we tested our vertical and my vertical was I think five or six inches higher than it had been in high school and in high school I was working on my vertical specifically and explosiveness all the time and then I hadn't worked on it at all and then we just happened to test it in and my vertical had gone up and then I was able to dunk a basketball not long after that when I was never able to dunk it in in high school and I actually played basketball even though I'm the same height I was able to dunk it fairly easily after doing that and then um you know, uh, a fairly lot fairly easily. Uh, <laughs> it was, it was funded? fairly.
2: Yeah, no, we're we're gonna see this. I don't. 360
1: fairly
0: easily. I can't I 360 dunk. Right no, no, no. Um. So uh, uh. So I I played baseball in college and a couple years professionally afterwards. Well, I, I I didn't touch a bat after that for five, five years. And then, um, you know, there was a home run derby in memory of one of our uh, former coaches, Tate, who had passed away. And I went and participated in that. And I ended up having. Uh, incredible BP session even though I hadn't touched a bat in five years whereas when I was actually playing baseball it would take me literally at least a month to get my swing down and I was able to to make um, adjustments to my swing really quickly like swing to swing um, and I was able to feel my body and have control over my body in ways that I hadn't, hadn't felt before and I was hitting some home runs way way out and I was just I was blown away by that and then I also played an alumni baseball game uh, maybe a year after that. And I threw somebody out at home from right field, even though I wasn't planning on it. And I just felt really good. Uh, we had another coach who hit a triple in the game and he had never hit a triple in his life and he hit one, you know, well after. So all those examples of training to be, um, you know, a better athlete in inside the gym transferred over into athletic performance outside the gym, even though I wasn't working on those sport specific things. And that's something that I try to encourage, kids and parents of kids who are playing sports is that if they will spend the time coming into the gym and working on getting stronger, more flexible, and more explosive and um, better technique and better uh, control of their body um, inside the gym, that's going to translate into better performance in their specific sport. Instead of spending all their time working on that specific sport, if they'll make themselves a better athlete, uh, in the gym, it's going to translate into a better performance in the sport. So um, I love to hear those stories because uh, I grew up playing sports and, and hearing um, stories of, of people being able to improve their athletic performance outside of uh, outside of the gym because of what they did in the, inside the gym is also really fun to me as well.
2: Did I tell you guys, speaking of sports, did I tell you guys about getting to play in the Pro-Am? Okay, uh, so uh, all right. Uh, you guys have anything else you want to add before we move on to the next Let's go. One? Uh, all right outside the box. Perfect. I'll go first cuz someone's got to work around here. Yeah, we got a uh, class getting started. When this is Aaron, I'll be at the beach. I'm excited we're going on vacation for uh, a couple days and then uh it'll be back to um, to finish the year strong for a couple months and finish up Beach Body Challenge will be rolling towards uh towards the last couple weeks and then uh and then it'll be people starting to finish their 50 workouts and getting ready for the holidays and so uh anyway so we're about to about to head down to florida for a couple of days and get away i'm super excited about it so uh that's kind of what we got going on cool okay. so yeah outside of the box for us uh you know
1: cassie and i this fall uh, we're gonna do a little traveling around, hiking some. So we're gonna go uh, start taking the dogs around to some state parks, um, go hike around some of those areas, get outdoors, get some sunshine, get some fresh air. Uh, really excited about that. The weather's perfect and beautiful. So we're gonna take our fitness outside the box. Just a, a picturesque
2: bit. family, uh, just family trip,
1: walking them dogs in the woods.
2: Hey, I forgot. Speaking of being outside, there's a lot of things that sound really fun, but when you actually do them are not super fun. We tried to watch a movie in our backyard and make a little pallet and do that. We lasted about 30 minutes. <laughs> I took a picture for Instagram. Get carried but off by mosquitoes. Yeah, it was it was not great. But let me know how the S- Mississippi State Parks are.
1: Yeah, we, uh, you know, we were down at the um, Homachita Park uh, national force. They have a couple of hiking trails there. So listen to that from last week's episode. Uh, we'll let you know how red bluff goes coming up soon.
0: Cool. Cool. Uh, uh we are continuing our marathon training and we are over two hours. Now we're just doing increasing, uh, by time each time. So we'll be probably two two hours, 15 minutes this, uh, this weekend. And then we'll, um, we're going to work up to three hours and then back, back down and then hit the marathon the first weekend of December. So really excited about
2: that. But, um, before we rec- uh, close up, you guys got any recommends? I got one. Um, so I'm reading a book. I just started. I'm about halfway through. It's called "The Hungry Brain: Outsmarting the Instincts That Make Us Overeat." And I'm excited to to read about this. It's a, a neurologist and obesity expert has kind of combined the science of what our brain does with addiction and with certain foods and how our body physically responds to continually eating certain foods in our environment as we grow up and how ultimately a lot of people's journey towards changing their diet is feels so uphill and feels impossible and it really is because their brain is addicted to a stimulant that comes from these foods and especially starchy salty foods that are chemically kind of created to make us addicted to them and how a lot of times we're fighting an uphill battle so the best way to know how to fight against it is to start to address the actual issue and the root cause. Uh, and so studying about environment and how we can best help people, I'm excited about it. It's, uh, it's something that I think is going to be really impactful and hopefully help change a lot of lives, especially for those who've been fighting this um, feeling addicted to certain foods or feeling frustration from certain foods to a point that you feel like giving up. And so I, I'm excited to hopefully read this and help, um, you know, help people who feel like there's no hope. And so, uh, anyway, getting into it. Excited about it. Cool. Tyler, you got a recommend?
1: Yeah, I would like to recommend chamomile tea or sleepy time tea to anyone who's having trouble in the evenings winding down. Great, uh, great for if you get wired a little bit later in the afternoon, really help you settle down. So there's my strange recommend for you today.
0: Sweet. And I have a book to recommend. It's a biography on Alexander Hamilton by Ron Chernow. If you've seen the play Hamilton, it's based off of this book, and um, if you're like me and watched the play and kind of knew what was going on, but a lot of stuff was kind of like it's hard to keep up with, uh, this kind of fills in all the gaps, and he's an interesting, fascinating guy, um, and I just love reading biographies, especially on time uh, time periods that I want to learn more about, and I've been really learning, trying to learn a lot about uh, the around 1776 and the founding of the country and all that type of stuff and all that stuff is fascinating for me so if you like that kind of thing I would recommend it's definitely a longer one but I think you'll like it if you like biography so uh, with that thanks for listening and we will see you next time
2: the silky smooth sounds